Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Aaron Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast. My podcast is about immigrants, immigration, and everything in between. Second week of December, one week before Christmas. I hope you guys are doing well and not stressing too much about it. Because really, who cares what kind of gifts you'll get or you'll give? What matter is you and your family have good health. Speaking of good health, I'm glad you have good health to listen to our podcast, An Immigrant's Life, which you can find on all the podcast platforms and on YouTube. And if you'd like to interact with us, hit us up on all the social media at An Immigrant's Life. We'd love to hear from you, like what we heard from Vienna in Milan. She said, Hello, everyone. I've been listening to Aaron Deliosa's podcast, An Immigrant's Life. I recommend this to everyone because you can learn a lot about life and experiences of other immigrants as well. Oh man, it's educational, interesting, and entertaining show. This kind of podcast should be out and loud. Kudos, Aaron. Thank you so much for that, Vienna. We really appreciate you. That's all dealt with. Now, let's talk about this week's episode. I love, love, love this week's guest. Because he's so kind, gentle, and so zen out. Talking to him made me feel so at peace, and I hope you feel the same listening to him. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is a singer-songwriter, an explorer, and a social media superstar. Coming from the land of the midnight sun, in the way of the land of smiles. Everyone, please welcome Nate Zeth. Sawadee crap, Aaron. Sawadee crap, Nate. How you doing, my man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. First of all, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Awesome. Before we continue, if you want to promote anything, go ahead, my man. Uh, well, I am a musician. Uh, and uh, I live in Norway. I, I've been working on my music uh, the last uh, two years, but I finally got it out uh, this year, uh, earlier in February and uh, in March. Uh, my two singles, Better My Dreams and Equals, are out now. So I just want to say thank you to my team that's been working with me. And uh, we are grateful for the chance and the opportunity. Mm. I love those songs, by the way. I'll talk more, you, to you more about that. But I want to talk about you, Nate, the person. Uh, I saw it on your profile that you said you were born in the jungle of Thailand. Let's start there. Which part yeah. of Thailand were you born? Well, it's uh, a little bit north for Bangkok. Uh, it's like four or five hours drive. Um, and it's like a little, there's... There was nothing, nothing there, uh, almost. <laughs> it was like landy. It's yeah. Uh, the the thing about that part is is that it was. Um, uh, I didn't know much about the other world. Mm. Uh, I was we was poor and we didn't travel a lot. To you know, <laughs> couldn't we? I didn't have money. Uh, so the thing about born in the jungle and uh, the life there was quite different. I lived there for 
uh, almost nine years. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, I was so lucky to, you know, get the chance to uh, live here in Norway. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you actually live in the jungle? Like, you know, like... Yeah, it was like, it was... It was almost like a, almost like a jungle. We 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 had a well, we live at first in like in tree house, like uh, yeah. You see, oh, I should send you some pictures. But you live in tree house. <laughs> it was like a tree house at first, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah uh, sure. And then uh, and then uh, later on, we you know it was more normal to the the society develop it and mm -hmm. it was uh you know it was more normal to uh get out and get a job and then buy something and eat something like that not just go out and uh hunt yeah oh you oh yeah you really like lived a life yeah i kind of did but as well as uh, i had i was so lucky to go to school as well uh but that that's because uh, I didn't live with my mother or my parents. I live with my uh, grandparents and my auntie and uncle. It was uh, it was different for me uh, at that moment. Oh, so your mom and your dad sent you out to live with your grandma and grandpa, and which I'm assuming lives in the in the civilization, as they say. Yeah, it was it was a little bit off. Um, of of normal <laughs> life, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say, but and we was also very poor, so it it felt like you didn't have much, you know, you 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 couldn't you couldn't <laughs> choose to wish for something. You <laughs> you yeah, it, it was like if you want a toy, mm. uh, you have to make it. To, yeah, you know, like so it was it was like. Uh, uh, you have if you want a horse, you have to take down the banana trees and then uh, make a, a you know a horse out of it. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 bro. I completely understand. I, I grew up poor too. We had like I love what you said. Like you want a toy, you make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's true about it. Yeah, we used to play with um, discarded tires. Yeah. That or or like you said, like cut down a tree and then make something out of it. Like it could be a gun, it could be a horse, it could be anything. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So when you were sent to your grandparents, how did you feel? How was your life then? Did you feel like it was it got better or you were still struggling? I was so little, man. I was I was like uh, one or two years old. Mm -hmm. uh, I live with my you know, my mother and my uh real father uh but i don't have any contact with my father or something like that because my mother took the decision to you know go out and then uh get a job and explore and then sent uh, my grandparents some money to take care of me because that's pretty normal they she couldn't have any chance to take care of me and she was only like uh 16 uh, uh 17 years old it was 16 oh. when she was pregnant. So got me when she was 17. Were you the so, eldest? Uh, do you have siblings? I do have siblings, but they are only half or Steph. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. So here I have like three brothers. Uh, mm -hmm. One with uh, a half from my mother's side and my uh, stepfather's side. 
mm-hmm. uh, who I do call my father, and he's like, for me, he's my real dad. Yeah, he's uh, the one that today. was there for you. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so I'm very lucky to have uh, a family here and a family in uh, Thailand as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I have two stepbrothers from uh, my father's side. I'm sure I have more brothers or <laughs> sisters or something like that <laughs> in, uh, in Thailand. I don't yeah. know, but <laughs> possibly, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So how did you end up in Norway? Well, um, uh, tell you a little bit about, you know, the, uh, the life before. Mm, yeah. I grew up there. I, I was happy with my family and everything. Uh, the hardest part was uh, the, the school system because mm. uh, they beat you and everything. And uh, <laughs> I, I was like, what? <laughs> no, I, I was like, I didn't want to go to school because uh, if you do something wrong, you get hit by a bamboo stick or something like that. Hells yeah. Uh, Were you good in school like, though? What? Were you good in school though? Well, I will say if you have like a dice, uh <laughs> it was like three to four uh at that time because mm-hmm. uh knowledge was not the strongest thing in my family mm-hmm. uh in school systems because they didn't go to school uh many of them mm-hmm. so uh so in thailand it's like okay when you're 10 then you're gro- grown up then you can oh. go out and work for your family and <laughs> do something crazy. It felt like it, it was. Uh, they prepared us to, you know, to live the life, to take care of uh, yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did everything there. Uh, I, I learned a lot. So I've been eating a lot of different things, and uh, <laughs> it was um, cool. But uh, how I end up in Norway? Mm-hmm. Well, when I was six years old. Uh, my mother met my stepfather. He it was like a romance uh, thing. Uh, mm-hmm. She was working at a restaurant in, um, I think it was Phuket mm-hmm. or uh, yeah. Uh, my father uh, was on a vacation and they fell in love. So he came back and then they married and then she took off to Norway when I was around six or seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she lived there like three years before I came to Norway because uh, she had she she the only language she could was like Thai and then a little bit English uh, mm-hmm. at that time and then so she had to settle in Norway to make sure that that she can take care of herself mm-hmm. here and it was a little bit difficult to to get get me in in yeah. this country as well uh and then they had my little bar- brother mm-hmm. together and uh yeah so it was like they had a baby and then she had to go to norwegian school to learn norwegian and then they luckily for me she wanted to bring me back so i didn't have like i didn't live with any parents uh, for like eight uh Years and eleven months. Eight years, eleven months. No parents, just gran- grandma and grandpa, right? Yeah, uh, it was at seven or six. 
Uh, I I lost my grandmother. So oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. So so it was a little bit hard uh, because she was my mother in Thailand at that time. Uh, so my grandfather was like, uh, you know, guys in Thailand, they are. <laughs> the, but he was very kind. He he took me er- everywhere. But it was like my aunt and uncle who took care of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had a daughter, and um, we was like a little bit family. To, uh, she was my new mom, and my uncle was like my new dad. So <laughs> it was a changing of uh, thing. Uh, but it felt like uh, life was good. But still, I didn't have any parents uh, around mm. me that I could, uh, you know, run to and uh, cry to. <laughs> yeah, you wanted that parenting love. Yeah, I miss that a lot. Uh, even though I got it, but it was not the same because I knew at that time my mother lives all the place. <laughs> another yeah. Country. So, how did she keep in touch? Because I don't know which year was this, but was she like writing a letter, like an actual letter, or calling a phone? How did she communicate your mother? Well, uh, at that time, it was a lot of letter as well, and uh, I moved to Norway in 1999. Hmm. Uh, so I think it was uh, 1995, uh, 1996 or 1997, my mother moved here. But uh, at the time, I think they called some neighbors <laughs> who had who got a phone. And I think it was like the, the phone that everybody rang to. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, the only numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had the same thing. We had the same thing. It was our neighbor. Because my mom uh, worked in Hong Kong for a, a long time. Yeah. Every time she called, the neighbor will come and say, yo, your mom's calling. Get there in like in two minutes. And so you run to the neighbor's house. <laughs> and then yeah. you'll be like, the funny part is like you'll be talking to them. And, you know, sometimes you're sad, you're young, and you're crying or laughing or whatever, and the neighbor's standing watching you. <laughs> Such <laughs> yeah, an awkward because, position. Yeah, it was like um, <laughs> special times. Uh, so sometimes uh, they they call my aunt and uncle, and uh, you know, to, <laughs> to confirm that they sent some money or anything like that. So, so it was... We didn't get much in touch, actually, uh, but they came to visit when they are they went to holiday, uh, and I went to my first holiday when I was seven years old. Uh, so they took me to Phuket uh, and to the Bangkok city as well. I was, it was like, oh my god, uh, you know, a shopping mall. This is big, this big city, and it was a concrete city. It was like it was what amazing, is this magical place. Yeah, yeah. I was with them for one week. Um, they took me to Bangkok, and then they took me to Phuket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the beach for the first time. And uh, we did fly, so it was like my first time flying. Actually, no way. Uh, so it's like I felt very lucky, but I couldn't, I couldn't tell. No, nobody believed me in school, though. But, uh, what do you my mean? Friend, no, because they built some airplanes, like toy airplanes. Like they built, oh yeah, airplanes should be like the airplanes uh, from clay has like three wheels. 
So I was like, no, it's a lot more wheels. It's like big wheels. And it's not like they that. They couldn't you know? believe you. Yeah. That's, yeah. And wow. the jet motor. Uh, you know? <laughs> That's funny, man. The engine was like, it's so different. Uh, it was like, no, it's not like that. And they was like, no, you're lying. No, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's amazing. Nobody believe man. me. But... <laughs> but but it was uh, cool to experience the holidays like that. And uh, it was like that one time. And then sometimes they just came and visit us like for one day and then they just left. So it was like very sad moments sometimes as well. But the mm -hmm. first vacation, it was amazing. At the same time, when I went, when I came back, my grandma has died. Oh my God. And they had like funeral and everything all done because they couldn't reach us it was oh. like no phone at that time it was 1997 or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that and then so so it's like hard to reach us um that sucks so man. it was pretty sad uh and then <laughs> it was it was it felt so uh, so weird because um you know you got your new life your new dad uh, my mother is back and i had a little brother and then, oh, cool. Uh, I went on the holiday and then I came back. Oh, my mom, my grandmother, she she died and uh, she passed away. And then uh, hours later, my mother also went back to Norway and then left <laughs> me like, oh, yeah. all right. So I'm back to scratch. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> abandoning issues, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Totally. That's funny. So, so it was, yeah, it was weird. that's funny, man. I mean, I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, you had to go through that, but you know, it's funny now, yeah. right? It's funny now because life is so great now. So. Hells yeah, hells yeah. So you mentioned earlier when you went to Bangkok the first time, you were like, your mind was blown. How, what is this? A beautiful place, amazing, magical place. And then you moved to Norway, which is way, way more improved. How did yeah. you feel when you came to Norway? How old were you? I think you said nine years old. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was at that moment almost nine years old. Okay. Uh, it was so dif different, but I didn't. I didn't believe it because it was like they told me that they're going to, uh, you know, get me sometime, and uh, I don't know, but. As a child, when you are like six and uh, are missing your mother and uh, missing parents and you are going through a shitload of thing at school, you don't want, you get abused uh, for so long time. It felt like, and then they just told me, yeah, we're going to get it. We are going to get you. Are you ready? Are you ready to go to Norway? Are you ready? And they told me that for like every time uh, I met them and uh, like for three years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and then uh, finally I came in and then I was I was so so scared to go back, not because of my family but because of the thing around me that are uh, feeling not belonging somewhere. But I came here. Uh, the only language I could was like Thai. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't understand English. I didn't understand Norwegian. Uh, it was. I'm lucky to come at an age where you you learn. I learned the Norwegian language pretty fast at that time, uh, just because I was at 
that age, uh, I guess. But uh, when I came, it was in April. It was cold, but it was more light. <laughs> and uh, my friends were was pretty fine. And um, my brothers and family, my new family here, greeted me well. And uh, mm-hmm. I was, I felt so lucky. And you know, my I got a new. A grandparent here, a new grandmother, and a new daddy, and uncle, and aunties. Uh, so it was like a different life. I got my mother back. <laughs> the most so, important thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was, uh, and the school. They was so kind. You didn't have to wear uniforms, <laughs> and you don't the, get beat. Yeah, you don't get beat. <laughs> and I heard that. If you get beat, then you can uh, tell somebody. Uh, you can tell somebody and then they get kicked out <laughs> or lose a job or something like that. So I was like, yeah, that's it. But uh, I didn't realize that I want to stay here. I miss, you know, I miss my grandfather and then my aunties and uncles and my cousin. I miss them a lot. But when I... After my first day at school, I knew that at that moment, I really want to stay here in Norway. <laughs> I don't have to break coconuts or cut banana trees. Nope. <laughs> I like it here. Good Life yeah. is good here. Yeah, life is good here. And uh, I was, uh, I felt so like, yeah, you know, I got new clothes and they had to buy me new clothes because it's colder. <laughs> so I get a new jacket. Oh, shit. I didn't, you know, uh, we didn't wear a lot of uh, stuff there. Uh, it was like, okay, you have the same shorts after your school uniforms and then uh, the same uh, flip flop uh, that, but I was always barefoot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes you have to wear, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So you uh, said you, it sounded like you assimilated to your new life in Norway. But it, the only thing that we cannot really control is the weather. What was your reaction the first time you experienced the midnight sun? Well, it was, it was amazing. It was like, how can it still be light? I was like, and I told my mother every day because I was stoked by it, by it. I was like, oh, look, look, it's still light. Oh, look, it's uh, 9 a.m. 9, 9 p.m. And then it's still light. I, I told her like every day for like yeah, a month. Yeah, I know it's light. <laughs> So, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but yeah, I, it was amazing. And as I grew up, I appreciated more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this day, I do really appreciate it, and that's why I love to travel around Norway as well. Because you can, you can still travel at uh, you know nine nine p.m. and then it's still uh, lights outside. You can, uh, uh, you know, you can go out and play golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can, uh, yeah, explore. Yeah, yeah. How about uh, that? Like when it's like, so there's the midnight sun, but then what's the, what's the reverse of that? Well, it's uh, dark. Yeah. How long is how long is darkness? <laughs> well, here uh, where I live, it's a bad, but it's 
Bad enough. Okay. Well, here it's from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Is you it have... dark? No, it's like uh, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. You have the lights. Okay. Or else it's dark. So depend if the weather is good and you you can f- feel like it's uh, more light. Mm-hmm. But if it's bad and it's dark all the time, it feels like it's dark all the time. But if you go like up, more up in the north, mm-hmm. you know, it's dark like all the time. Mm. So let's uh, swerve a little bit. When, so you were growing up in Norway. Was there a lot of Thailanders there or Asians or other ethnicities when you were growing up? Mm, not many in my surroundings. Mm-hmm. Everybody was white. So everybody's white. Yeah, everybody was white. Uh, mm-hmm. And we also live at a place that is a little bit smaller. So the, this place is like everybody knows everybody. At that time, it was like around 3,000 people in uh, so that town. Uh, yeah, so it was everybody knew everybody, but I was one of the, the guys who had a little bit different color. But I, I felt welcome, but sometimes, you you know, you get racist uh, stuff uh, as a kid. You get, oh, yeah, uh, the, you got some, uh, what kind, do you remember? Well, it was like, uh, it can be called, uh, uh, well, nigger. Oh, my God. Even that. People call you, you know? that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nigger or something like that. But I didn't hear about Asian races until I, I went to at the end of high school you know, and junior high school. Mm. Yeah, everybody was very kind here. Uh, but when you you know explore more around mm-hmm. uh, uh, other cities, uh, it was like even more. Uh, because uh, sometimes they could call you stuff that you never heard of. And I was like, what are you? Oh, that's what you call Asians? Hmm. Oh, wow. But so. but in your town, you were okay. There was no racism towards you in your town? No, it was uh, not a lot of it. Uh, I, I didn't feel when I meet other Asians or um, people from other countries, mm-hmm. uh, it felt more like I was more Norwegian because of my how, how I grew up with the friends that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay, and I was I was a kid that you know like to laugh and uh, like to be positive. Like yeah, you're positive. you're a positive guy. That's one thing I liked uh, that I saw. Like oh, this guy's cool, man. I wanna <laughs> I wanna talk to him. So. Yeah. Are you conscious on representing your ethnicity in everyday life, especially like, you know, with your school or I don't know if you work? Well, I, it's very difficult for me to represent, represent, <laughs> represent oh my God, my okay. word is like, up right now. Repres- yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because at one point it felt like, I didn't belong here mm. uh, because I was Thai. And uh, at some point, I felt like, nah, now I'm Norwegian. Everybody sees me at, as Norwegian, my friends and everybody. 
because I do talk uh, more like Norwegians and act like Norwegians. And then when I go back to Thailand, I say, hey, I'm Thai. And then I talk, I still speak Thai, but uh, they don't see me as Thai anymore. Because <laughs> you're not Thai, you're Norwegian. Yeah, I'm Norwegian <laughs> now, but still, I'm Thai. Well, I'm you look hundred... like one of them, but yeah. you're inside, you're not anymore. <laughs> yeah, but and they tell me as well, no, yeah. you're not Thai. Mm-hmm. So how does that make you feel, being like stuck in between cultures? It feels, it's difficult, but it depends on who you want to get around and have around you. Mm. So I am grateful for uh, people around me that uh, doesn't care about it or, uh, you know, that, or uh, I, I don't care much about it. I'm like, uh, I was born in Thailand, born and raised, and I was also raised in Norway, and I became a Norwegian, and I am Norwegian, and uh, you know I have Norwegian passport and everything today, uh, so I am Norwegian today. Mm-hmm. But inside, I was, you know, I was born Thai, like a Buddhist or something like. I don't, I don't believe much in different things, but I, I believe a lot of different things, but but I represent as me, as, you know, as a Norwegian guy who actually had a, have a, a story uh, from Thailand. That's awesome. So when you're growing up, you sounded like you suffered from dual identity. Yeah. Through that, how did you find yourself? Well, uh, I started to believe more in me, in myself, than listen to others, hmm. uh, what they think uh, or what their meanings are. Uh, because I remember uh, the hardest part was like from 14 years old, you get more in- insecure and you took decisions by listening to others. Hmm. Like, you know, in... It could be in sports, like in football, uh, soccer. And it was like, oh, you're good at being a keeper, for example. Then you listen to them. Yeah. Then I go and be a keeper. Uh, Oh, you're good at uh, defensing. Oh, cool. Then I'll be a defender. Uh, So I listen to others. uh, But now today, it's more like, I, if I want to be a professional golfer, mm-hmm. uh, okay, I go and try to be that. Not because other things I'm good at it. Just because I think, I believe I can do it, like my music as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned golfing. So yeah. you're trying to be a professional golfer? Yeah, I did. I, oh, you are I, professional? Well, I'm not professional anymore i'm not i had never been that but uh, okay. i tried to be that for a few years uh, so i went on tournaments around in norway uh tried to reach out in uh, europe but you know you have priorities uh about your use of money <laughs> oh yeah it's expensive yeah, because eh? yeah it's uh, very expensive so 
so I had to take a choice. Uh, but I I'm grateful for that learning because I didn't when I went out and try out, I found out that I didn't want that life. Yeah, I didn't want that life. Why? Uh, as because um, it was, you know, uh, okay, one round, one normal round can take around four hours, and then you have to practice. Yeah. Uh, do the trainings uh, as well, and that uh, that's like four more hours, and then maybe more. Uh, so, so it, it was difficult to handle things around you uh, and it was difficult because in Norway it's such a short season mm -hmm. we have only the summer season okay. what do you like about golf well I love I love I learn a lot being patient at golf and being out there to try to beat yourself because uh, it's that's what it all about. You play against yourself, unless you're playing at tournaments. But when you are that, the best part with golf is to just go out and try to be better uh, mm. for yourself. So it's uh, it's like people do yoga and stuff like that. I do golf. That's mm. like my thing. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean. I've been thinking of trying to try golf because here's the thing, okay? I like what you said about it's really about yourself. It's you against yourself. Yeah. Because I feel like, like you, I might get addicted, which is not good, <laughs> right? But the thing is, when I was younger, I used to play billiards, pool. Yeah. And I was really good. I mean, I was really good, right? And then I stopped playing for years and years. And now if I play billiards, I get so frustrated because I'm, I'm not good anymore because, you know, I haven't practiced. And I'm like, and I don't, it takes so much time to practice, like you said about golf. And I, I think that's what's stopping me is like, I don't have time to perfect this thing and mm. be good at it. But even though I don't, I do want to be good at it, right? That's why I don't want to try golf. <laughs> well, if you play billiard, I think you can, uh, if you was good in billiard, you probably can be good in golf as well because it's uh, about getting the balls in the hole. That's pretty much it, right? Like yeah. the, That's what I used to say. I'm, I'm, it might sound condescending, but to make it simpler, it's like it's the ball and then there's a hole, get it there, right? Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of um, different you can get the ball in in the holes in so many ways. Yeah, uh, you know, you don't have to some. You know, you don't have to per. You know, to uh, to swing perfectly to get the ball up high and then uh, land as you can just roll it up as well. It's like so many diff different ways to get in the hole. That's so, awesome. That's cool. Who introduced you golf? Well. It started with uh, my grandfather here in Norway, uh, who was, uh, I, I was a huge fan. And, um, and then my father and mother started. Then uh, after I went with them to the range, uh, you know, I really want to play. Mm. It was like, oh, 
this was f- fun. So then uh, afterwards, uh, the year after they started, they said to all the kids, hey, let's start playing golf. And then everybody start, started to play golf. Mm-hmm. So we went on um, vacations to play golf. Uh, wow. Or, yeah. Or we could have rent a house. And then you can just stay there and, you know, have like a vacation like others. Uh, but we had like golf courses around us so we can go and do uh, golf together. So it was, it was like I was very lucky to to get introduced to golf in that way. Mm. Who's the best in your siblings? Who's like well, the number one? You're talking to him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna talk shit. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you always try. You almost got into the professional league. You must have been. Yeah, I was in the highest league in uh, Norway, yeah. uh, so it was uh, pretty cool. Uh, I've been playing in the same tournaments as uh, many of the good professionals today. Uh, really? So, so it was uh, cool to see that. Like, oh, I play. I, I played against them once. Yeah, that's awesome, so, man. So it's um, now I'm just like, just really like, I, I love to play like when it's uh, sunny days. Mm-hmm. You still <laughs> love it, obviously. Yeah, the bad thing about go is like the weather sometimes, but uh, if in Norway, if you don't have any, uh, there's no bad weather, there's only bad clothes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love that. There's no bad weather, only bad clothes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I know. Like I said, like I live like close to a golf course, and sometimes I'm passing by, I'm shaking in my car because it's so cold, and people are playing golf. I'm like, yo, yeah, yeah. If crazy, you get man. addicted, you really get addicted. So yeah, man, that's amazing. <laughs> you do anything man. for it, but it's uh, it's cool if you have uh, some uh, buddies or something like. But or just if you want to be with yourself, hmm. just relax and take your time, and uh, so uh, I. I, I like I love to be out there alone because mm. uh, I can focus on me and my game that's golf and somebody loved golf because they can see their bodies and then they can go around mm. take a round or you know practice together so it's it's a social sport as well as a, a mental uh, sport for yourself Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And then, so you stopped golfing. Then you decided to be a TikTok star. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I tried to, I tried to be um, a musician mm-hmm. because I've been singing, you know, since I was little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been singing uh, in schools, uh, to performing, uh, and um, and I liked it. But I never developed it until I was like older mm-hmm. to understand how to do it because uh, I didn't have people around me that uh, that did the same thing. So when I was older, moved out, I realized that music was my passion uh, as well. Uh, when I, for example, sing or play guitar, like, 
just for myself, uh, writing songs. I feel like we relax, and it's it's all also a kind of uh, it's a good thing to do to express your feelings as well, because uh, you can feel something for a girl, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Then uh, you know you know the love life. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so it, it goes up and down, and then I can always you know if. If I feel this, I feel this. I can always uh, listen to a song mm-hmm. that reminds me of it or help me out. Uh, so I really want to do that for others as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love your music. Where did you get your talent? Like is in your family? Was there like a singer in your family? Well, I know my mother loved karaoke, but uh, I every think, Asian yeah, loves I karaoke. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think, but I don't think I have the talent from her. But mm. <laughs> I think uh, talent don't some in some areas it comes as itself. But mm. uh, but like like everything, you have to practice. Yeah, yeah, I uh, agree that and find your way because maybe you don't sound like. Maybe you don't sound like Beyonce or Ed Sheeran or anybody else, big, but you have to find your way. Uh, you don't have to sing exactly like them or like that, but if you want to be a good musician or if you really like it, you should find your own way to uh, express your feelings and mm-hmm. your your words. Yeah, your emotions. Yeah. yeah. So... I like I said I, I love your song equals but I'm gonna be honest I prefer better than dreams that's that's one's better that's yeah, that's me. better than my dreams <laughs> <laughs> well I I liked uh, I, I love to hear that that you mm. it's like really it. good I mean yo this is good man I love it <laughs> so how's your writing process how do you do it like do you sit down or are you just like walking around you know doing your beautiful TikTok videos well it comes in how does it your process uh Sometimes I am out in uh, walking, out walking in the nature, and then I have uh, my perfect partner with me, and then I look at her and I say, "Oh, I'm so lucky." That's how uh, <laughs> that's how many my dreams came up. But it's um, it all starts with a feeling, you know, your own real feelings. Uh, I've been hurt, I've been loved, uh, and then I try to write it in words, uh, write it down. But the process is like, okay, I grab guitar uh, and then I, I start to to just play and find a melody and then the lyrics just come out. Mm. Yeah. So you you compose the music first before you write the lyrics? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fifty fifty actually. Sometimes I write about what I want to say, and then I do the music to make sure it's on uh, the right path. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, By the way, before before we continue, I'm just gonna let the listeners know you can go on Spotify or YouTube and check out Nate Zeth, listen to his to his songs Equals and Better Than Dreams. They're both amazing, but personally, I love the Better Than Dreams. I, I don't know. That's just for me. 
Thank you, man. Yeah. So the music industry is full of ups and downs. You know, it's a lot of challenges. What keeps you going? What's key? It's, it's, it's because of, um, well, it's, it's not enough unless I know I touch somebody, you know, or touch or help. Hmm. Uh, people around me, like if I know that, like ten thousand have listened to my music, I know I I might have touched ten uh, percent of them, like for real, hmm. hopefully. And uh, if I calculate it in that way, okay, I hope I can touch like at least one million people. That's my goal. Because uh, I do, I do think about emotions uh, and uh, write about it. Uh, so, so I, I want to, I, I, you know, music may made me through a lot of things, like death in the family, like heartbreak, or to to get love. You know, it's uh, it's all in there. So I want to do the same for for the people. Mm -hmm. Those two way. songs, sorry, those two songs that I mentioned, they're in English. Do you also write in Norwegian? Uh, no, I do only write in uh, English. Oh yeah, uh, why? At, at the moment, uh, because um, I want to reach out to the world. Mm, yeah, not Lady only D. in uh, Norway. So yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I know I check your Spotify and there's like di very diverse uh, listeners. Yeah, I I see I got some uh, in Canada as well. So, Montreal, dude, you have like yeah. thousands over here. I'm like, Yo, what's up with this guy? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yay, thank you. So if you're out there, thank you so much for listening to. <laughs> I, again, to me. Like I, feel, I told you it's good, man. But we want more though. You know, I'm selfish. Yeah. I want to listen more. Yeah, I'm uh, still working with um, EP. You mm. call it EP? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a small uh, album. Yeah, single. Si yeah, single. Uh, so it's like, um, yeah, we are at least working, uh, you know, three songs right now. So you can expect some music in uh, the end of this year or the start of next year as well. Mm. Can't so wait. We so who's this team that you're talking about? It's Krister uh, uh, Gunnarsson. Uh, it's my producer. Uh, and I have uh, the last two songs. I got help from my friend uh, Alexander Valman. He was uh, he's been in Eurasian. He he he's been in the industry for a while, and uh, we also have some in the U.S. mastering. Uh, okay. Uh, the Hit Lab. Uh, they got some. Uh, award-winning masters it's uh it's pretty cool that's uh, awesome to work with uh, so skilled people so so i'm uh so grateful for the team around so that's amazing so you know with the covid situation the pandemic you haven't really performed as much how did you no. take that and what did you do well um i tried to develop 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 developing myself as an artist and i'm lucky to have a job that i really love and 
everything around me that that doesn't take me out of focus you know uh, it's still a bit bitter because uh, of the covid situation uh, since i just released the music this year but uh, hopefully in 2022 i will uh, get out more and perform uh, set up a tour in montreal <laughs> hey i'm coming oh man i'll be there i promise you not front seat i, I don't like do the front seat i'm mean, more i'm like in the middle or the back yeah you can get uh, in the seat you want that's awesome <laughs> i can i cannot wait i cannot wait so you have done and achieved so many things you become you know you with your golf you become champion with your music but what is the thing that you are proudest so far and why uh probably uh, well it's um it's becoming who i am actually because uh without my history i you know i couldn't be where i am at today uh don't take uh don't take anything for granted and don't be bitter for what you don't have just be grateful for what you have uh it was like One of one of the thing I was uh, taught, or you know, the kids, kids here in Norway, they are so spoiled. It's like they, I never seen so many kids, uh, so many people being so bitter and crying over things that they don't have. Like they wish for, you know, a phone, you know, iPhone, uh, and then they cry about it, and then at the end they get it. But <laughs> uh, most of them, I have learned that. I have to be grateful for what I have. So if you are so lucky, you can afford just a normal phone or anything like that. Be grateful, grateful for that. Or if you get it as a gift, as a child, be grateful for that. Hmm. That's how I, you know, become me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that answer, man. Is that based on your Buddhism? Um... I it might do it because I was born into it, and people around me was they taught me as. A Buddhist, and my mother is also she is also a Buddhist uh, in her mind. But what I love about Buddhist is, you know, I don't I don't believe much in uh, anything, but I love I love the way people are as a Thailander. Yeah. I love it. So so it's it's part of it. I learn it from people around me, you know, the, my surroundings mm-hmm. um, at that time. And then here I, I lean more into it. Actually, back to uh, where I come from. So mm-hmm. that's awesome, man. Can we talk about your TikTok videos? Yes, we can. Yeah, we are talking about Instagram all, and TikTok, I, right? Yeah, yeah, Instagram <laughs> and TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love them, dude. I'm like, yo, I feel like any minute there's gonna be like a goddamn ogre or a fairy. Or some mid, you know, like a creature that will come out and just fucking whack people <laughs> up and whatever, and you have to fight him. Oh, before we forget, I don't know if you mentioned. Do you want to say your handle on Instagram and your uh, TikTok? Well, it's uh, Nate Set. That's where you find me, uh, Nate Set. So, you, do you travel all the time? I love to travel. You know, I've. Uh, yeah. I'm actually a little bit angry for not. Um, You know, posting more <laughs> in the early days, <laughs> but I did actually travel a lot and um, had had like um, a website where I like uh, mm. 
traveled to because I travel around and then I had like a show called Sheep Luxury. Uh, I went uh, like around like, for example, in Thailand and I went to find like five star hotels. And uh, mm-hmm. but you don't have to pay more than like uh, a shitty hotel in Norway. So so it's like mm-hmm. it, it was like sheep uh, luxury. You get like a suite. Oh, so you said you had a show. Is it like on TV or on YouTube? No, or? it was it was on YouTube and my channel. Uh, it was on my website at that time, but I don't have it anymore. But why? That's <laughs> I know why. I regret that I didn't follow up it. Uh, more i had like uh, many episodes and i took a lot of pictures but i didn't and uh, videos but i didn't uh, do uh i didn't believe enough about it my dream is still to you know travel around the world that's why also i really want to be a golfer but um uh, in my early 20s i really tried to find a way to travel you know without working <laughs> uh, but at that time i really believe in it and then the response was like too bad because you get feedback from your friends and your family and everything uh, and then you so the worst thing is not getting feedback at all uh, so so it was like depressing not to believe it in more like believe in mm-hmm. you yourself so at that time, I didn't believe so much in myself. Uh, so I, I, I should have believed more in me at the time, of course. Uh, yeah. So now I I create uh, reels and uh, TikTok videos. Uh, You're the best, bro. I love this. <laughs> I love it, man. So, it's like every, every time you post one, I'll be like, yo, man. It's like, you know, when I'm dreaming, like, oh, someday I'm going to be there, dude. Like, I'm going to be there. <laughs> Yeah, and it's amazing. Uh, you know, Norway. You get a lot of, fo- you get a lot for free because the nature is so beautiful here. So, mm-hmm. so, but I, I would like to travel more around the world as well. I've been tra- traveling a lot. Uh, you know, in in Thailand and in uh, Europe as well. So, mm-hmm. I'm looking uh, forward to get back to Thailand as well. That's awesome, man. All right. I think we're getting there, but I want to ask you one more question. Is that okay? Yeah. So what's your goal for the next year? My goal for the next year is first go out and perform to the people, meet people, hopefully meet people who likes my music. And it's also to, to finish the year with a feeling that you have done everything you could to reach your goals. At work, for, uh, in music, and uh, in personal life. So that's my biggest goal. That's beautiful. So, any last remarks before we close out? Well, I just want to say thank you, Aaron, for taking me uh, into this uh, podcast. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, it was very nice to talking to you. So hopefully we can uh, do it uh, sometimes in the real life. <laughs> of course, I would love that, man. I mean, yeah, thank you again for coming on. I really do appreciate it. I know you're busy. But yeah, hey, get that music going. Come over to Montreal. We're going to party, play some golf. Well, you will play golf. I'll probably chase the ball. Yeah, we'll, we, we'll see that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. 
Cool. Thank you again, my man. I really appreciate this. Have a good day. Thank you, Aaron. Have a good day and talk to you, to you soon. Man. Thank you. Again, Nate, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.